we're talking this autumn about um, a God that seems to have many faces. And your idea of what God is makes a difference in the way that you follow or serve or don't. So if you believe that God is some invisible, omnipotent, but unconcerned being, then you're on your own. If you believe, as I was taught sometimes, or at least I felt, that God is a cosmic scorekeeper up there, keeping track of the two good things you do and the million bad things that I did, then you have a different view of God. Your view of God shapes how you respond. And so we said, why don't we ask God what God thinks? And for seven weeks, are trying to take the opportunity to listen to God say, I am. Jesus seven times says, I am. The, the bread of life, the light of the world, the good shepherd, the way. And trying to figure out what those meant, because they have turned into Hallmark cards for us. All of you, when I say, when Jesus says, I am the good shepherd, and Rich started to do that illustration, everybody smiles because, you know, it's like gentle Jesus, meek and mild, that postcard where he's carrying the, the little sheep home. I, I think it meant something very different when it was originally said. I'd love to get some of the juice of that back for you. It is particularly relevant because it's about selecting a leader. One of our prayers this morning was about selecting a leader in this election season. Who can I trust? Who do I want to follow? That is what the story of the Good Shepherd is about. And if my notes were not upside down, I would be able to tell you more clearly... What, what I would say next. Jesus was in a land ruled by the Romans, but where day-to-day affairs were taken over by a, a Quisling. Those of you who studied history remember the Quislings. They're the, the French people who sold out to the Nazis. And Herod was a Quisling, ruling for the Romans. And day-to-day life was basically governed by the Pharisees. They were the ones who said, stop here, go there, do this, don't do that. Into that mix, Jesus says we need a different kind of leader. In Matthew it said, Jesus had compassion on the crowds because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. A lot of leaders, a lot of people vying to be leaders, but people who felt harassed. Any of you feel harassed this week? I I did. Lost or helpless or tired or discouraged. Unsure where to go next. Jesus looked at us and said, you need a different kind of leader. A shepherd. John chapter 10. I'm telling the truth, Pharisees, you Pharisees. Anytime Jesus says Pharisees or says you Pharisees, it's trouble. Jesus never turns to the Pharisees and says, you guys are looking really good today. (laughs) Hey, I think we're on the same page about this. You and me, Pharisees, when he turns to the Pharisees, it's to make a contrast and to say they are doing something wrong. I'm telling you the truth, you Pharisees. Anyone who doesn't enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in some other way, is a thief and a robber. 
The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The keeper of the gate opens the door for him and the sheep listens to his voice. He calls his sheep by name and he leads them out. Jesus is saying to the crowd and especially the Pharisees in the front row, hey, there are bad leaders as well as good leaders. Pharisees, these people that have come to listen to me, they're mine. They're not yours, they're mine. A fight for leadership has started. When the shepherd has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them. And his sheep follow him, like the crowds follow Jesus. His sheep follow him because they know his voice, but they'll never follow a stranger. As a matter of fact, they'll run away from him because they don't recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees didn't understand what he was saying. So Jesus said again, I'm telling you the truth. I'm the gate for the sheep. All who've come before me, Pharisees, are thieves and robbers. But the sheep didn't listen to them. They're listening to me. I'm the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved and come in and go out and find pasture. But the thief only comes to steal and kill and destroy. Pharisees, I have come. I've come that they might have life and have life in all of its abundance. John 10.10. I've come that they might have life in all of its abundance. True leadership. John Ortberg says, The hope of the gospel is not just that you get into heaven after you die, but that you will have life here and now and have it with abundance. Different than you did before you started to follow the shepherd. I'm the good shepherd, Jesus said. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand isn't the shepherd, doesn't own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, or the Romans, or Herod, the Pharisees, I mean, the false shepherd abandons the sheep and runs away. And then the wolf attacks and scatters. The man runs away because he's just a hired hand. He doesn't really care about the sheep. The key test of the shepherd is what happens when things get tough. For the leader, the key test is what happens in bad times. Will you run away? Will you make excuses? Will you blame other people? Or will you hang in? Will you protect and lead, even at great personal cost? You know, this made a lot of sense to the Jews because all through the Old Testament... They had talked about the king, their leader, as a shepherd. So when Jesus starts to say, I'm the shepherd, he's saying, I am the true king. I want you to listen to the contrast between the way I, Jesus, lead and the way the Pharisees lead. Like in the Old Testament, Ezekiel talks about the leaders of Israel. Shepherds of Israel. You've been feeding yourselves. Shouldn't the shepherds be feeding? Feeding the sheep, you eat the fat, you clothe yourself with their wool, you slaughter the fat ones, but you don't feed the sheep. Different than in our day, most sheep are raised for slaughter. Back then, most sheep were raised year after year after year for the wool that they provided. They develop a relationship. They become part of the family. The Old Testament says... You haven't strengthened the weak. You haven't healed the sick. You haven't bound up the injured. You haven't brought back the strays. You haven't looked for the lost. With force 
and harshness you have ruled. Pharisees, Herod, Romans, you're the bad leaders. I'll set up them one shepherd, my servant David, and he'll feed them. And they'll be his sheep. A different kind of king, King Jesus. Back to Jesus. He says, I'm the good shepherd, okay? Now he's claiming to be king. I know my sheep, my sheep knows me, just as the Father knows me, I know the Father. I lay down my life. Then he says, I have other sheep not part of this pen. I have to bring them too. They'll listen to my voice and they'll just be one flock, one shepherd. Huge promise. This isn't just about the Jews. It's about everybody in other flocks. But it's offensive to the Jews. Because as bad as things are, they believe that they are the only chosen people. God has chosen them and they have forgotten that God did choose them so that they could bless the whole world. Now Jesus wants to bring everybody in from the cold and the Jews don't like that. Verse 19. The Jews heard these words and were divided. Many said, he's possessed by demons. But others said, this doesn't sound like somebody who has a demon and can a demon open the eyes of the blind? And they fought among each other and they fought with Jesus. That conflict continues in another couple months later in chapter 11. Jesus said, You don't believe, Pharisees, you don't believe because you are not my sheep. From where you sit today, could there be any scarier news on the planet? You're not my sheep, I don't know you. Harriet, come on. Joe, come on in. Oh, back there in the back. Come on forward. I'll go find Charlie. He's lost. You, I don't know you. Go away. Whoa. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will perish because no one will snatch them out of my hand. Then, the key verse, I and the Father are one. I and the Father are one. It's tied together. Jesus is close to the Father. They love each other. I and the Father are one. Jesus is close to the sheep. I'm the good shepherd. I'll lay down my life for them. Sometimes in the Old Testament, the shepherd was supposed to be God. Other times it was supposed to be the descendant of David. Now the two come together, right? Jesus is the descendant of David. Jesus says, I and the Father are one. And I am your shepherd. I I believe that triggered his death. I think they killed him because he wanted to be a different kind of king. I believe he saw that people back then needed a shepherd. And I listen to your lives. And I share your hearts. And I think you need a shepherd also. Because you're a sheep today. You're a sheep in hostile territory. Psalm 100 says, It is God who made us, and we are God's. We're his people, the sheep of his pasture. But like in Isaiah, all of us, like sheep, have gone astray. See, the role of a sheep is very simple. The kids got it for us, right? The role of the sheep is very simple, but it is not easy. Simple, not easy. All you have to do is is recognize the right voice. 
There are a lot of different voices out there saying, follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me. There's an Obama voice and a Romney voice and other voices calling out for you to follow them. And then there is one voice underneath all the yelling that says, follow me, follow me home. How, how many of you, this is, this is just an illustration. How many of you have picked up the phone and listened to the voice and before it even spoke, you knew who it was? I mean, before they even said who they were, you knew who they were. Especially if it was mom, right? Mom calls wherever you are, whatever you're doing. You knew exactly who it was in the other end of the phone. Mom's been dead. 13 years she calls. I'm going to listen. And I'll recognize the voice. That's what Jesus is saying. Come to know my voice, your sheep. Laura and I were in uh, uh, Scotland. For our 20th anniversary, I surprised her with a, a trip to Scotland. And uh, I don't want... Uh, she's not here. <laughs> All over the world, the woman takes pictures of sheep. Irish sheep are somehow different than Scottish sheep, are somehow different than Chilean sheep, are somehow different than Wisconsin sheep. They all look like sheep to me. This is a woman who loves sheep. She still thinks that lamb chops come from Lunds in those little plastic wrappings. She loves, she loves the sheep. One morning, we're in Scotland at a bed and breakfast, and uh, she gets up early and goes outside on the grounds, and there's a little sheep pen, and uh, all the sheep are in there. They're just being so very Scottish sheep. Cute. And she starts going, here, sheepy, sheepy, here, sheepy, sheepy, sticking her hand inside, here, and all the sheep move away from the crazy lady. <laughs> and all of a sudden, behind her, she says, I hear a voice. I'm going, here, sheepy, sheepy. Ah, lass. Oh, alas. Pod, Pod, come here. And one of the sheep trots over and starts licking Laura's fingers. And, and she turns around, and here's this old gentleman. How'd you do that? Ah, I know him. That's Pod. He's a little daft. <laughs> I know him, and he knows me. The shepherd. Pod, come here. Mary, Joan, Jim, Tony. God knows each one of our names. It's very simple to be a sheep, but it's not, it's not very easy. How well do you think you recognize Jesus' voice? How are you getting to be at hearing Jesus speak to you when all the other voices in your life are pulling you a different direction? Whether you're at school, or at home, or at work, wherever you are. Do you hear the voice? I, I, we're going to talk about that in the weeks ahead, so I'm not going to go into it now. But how do you hear the voice? Let me give you just one hint. You will know that it's the voice of the shepherd if you hear the shepherd say, Come. You will know it is not the voice of the shepherd if you hear the shepherd saying, Change, and then come. See, that's the religious shepherd. Change, get your act together, and then come to church. Jesus says it's the other way around. Come, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. Come, scattered sheep, I'll come and get you. Come. We can talk about change in the morning. We can talk about the healthy kind of life you've always wanted, but come. What is your God saying to you? Because so often the church has got that wrong, right? We've said, change, and then come. Change, 
and then come. And the, the truth is that the people inside the building are just as lost as the people outside the building. Right? We're just as much dumb sheep as the dumb sheep out there. Change and then come. I, I heard a story the other day about um, a woman who is in a hurry, and she's in a car, and she's tailgating the guy in front of her, and the guy in front of her sees the intersection, the light starts to turn yellow, and he slows down, he turns red, he stops, she's right behind him, beeping and honking, why didn't you go through, come on you jerk, I'm going to be late. She is using unusual hand motions, and banging on the wheel, and honking the horn, and all of a sudden she hears a tap on the window, she looks for it, and the guy hasn't come back to her, but she looks at the side of the window, and there's the policeman. Rolls down the window. Ma'am, I'm sorry, would you get out of the car, please? Oh, what have I done wrong? I said, would you just get out of the car for a second? And, and, and he ends up taking her down to the station, leaving the car on the side of the road. A C- couple hours later, she comes, uh, he comes to the door of the waiting room, and, and he says, Ma'am, I'm, I'm really sorry. Here's your, here's your driver's license, and here's the title to your car. I, I, I saw you driving, and I, I just couldn't help noticing the what would Jesus do bumper sticker and the, the choose life license plate holder and the follow me to Sunday school window uh, sign on the window and the fish symbol on the trunk. And, you know, I, I saw what was going on, and I thought, well, you must have stolen some Christian's car. <laughs> That's the world I live in. Where it's hard to tell the good sheep from the bad sheep. They all need the shepherd's voice. In the modern world, it's us. In the modern world, it's us, the church. In the modern world, it's us, all of us, who have heard the shepherd's voice. We are the designated under-shepherds. Rich was pretending like he was an under-shepherd for the children today trying to teach them the voice of the shepherd. Our calling is to go out to other people, to the scattered, harassed, the lonely, and talk to them about the shepherd. And not pretend like we have all the answers, and certainly not to say, change, and then you can come meet my friend Jesus. But to call them home to safety. To call them home to love. That's the voice that they long for. That's the role that you have as a sheep. To become a person who's heard the voice strong enough that you want the people around you to hear it too. Here's the voice of your shepherd. Wherever you are on the journey, whether you're lost or afraid or you're winning the race, whether you are weary or hurting or you're finally getting it right, whether you're feeling embattled and you're right at the edge of disaster because you're about to lose the house, or the job, or the marriage, or your beloved's life. You're walking right on the outskirts of the valley of the shadow of death, or you're celebrating the banquet of life. You need to hear the voice of the shepherd saying, come to me. We'll worry about the change later. Come to me. I'd like us to do a spiritual discipline together for just a minute. The most famous part of the whole Bible talks about a shepherd, right? You already know where I'm going. I'd like to change one word in the most famous part of the Bible so that it comes home to you. And I'd like to have us say it together, and then we'll stop at some places 
and make it our own. Let's together talk about, let's talk about the leader that we believe in. Together, the Lord Jesus. Now, I see you started to say the Lord is my shepherd. The one word is right there. The Lord Jesus is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. Are you like me? My soul needs to be refreshed, restored. All too quick, the water runs dry or it gets stagnant. How about you? Does your soul need to be restored? Listen. Listen for the call of the shepherd. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. God, there are are people here who feel the wings of death on them or on the ones that they love. Or it is the death of a career or a reputation or a relationship. It's the death of a dream of children. When we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we always fear evil unless we feel that you are close beside us. Come to my sisters and my brothers here and remind us that you are with us. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. There is supposed to be more to life. God, you've promised that there is more to life, and yet when we just hunger after more, we don't feel like our head overflows. I pray with my brothers and sisters here that they would find the things in life that truly content them and take them from the hand of the Good Shepherd and pass them on to the sheep around them. Again, you anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows, so... Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Lord Jesus, we need to learn to hear your voice. Because like sheep, like dumb little sheep, we don't know what's good for us. And our pride or our desires or our fear often Send us away from your voice. I pray that you will I pray that you will speak in ways that we cannot mistake, that we will walk toward your voice, toward your love, 
with you toward home. In the name of the Father, and our Son, the Shepherd, and the Spirit, we pray.